Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Let's confess the word for a few minutes. Psalm 136. Let's do maybe 1 to 12. TPT. Can we, we are going to read it together, okay? Yeah, yeah, this is your confession. This is your homology. So, one go let everyone thank god for he is good and he is easy to please his tender love for us continues on forever give thanks to god our king over all gods his tender love for us continues on forever give thanks to the lord over all lords his tender love for us continues on forever give thanks to the only miracle working god his tender love for us continues on forever give thanks to the creator who made the heavens with wisdom his tender love for us continues on forever to him who formed dry ground raising it up from the sea his tender love for us continues on forever praise the one who created every heavenly light his tender love for us continues on forever he sets the sun in the sky to rule over the day his tender love for us continues on forever uh-huh. praise him who set in place the moon and stars to rule over the night his tender love for us continues on forever give thanks to god who struck down the firstborn in egypt his tender love for us continues on forever he brought his people out Go on. His tender love for us continues forever. Uh huh. And let his people ride through the middle. His tender love for us continues on forever. He vanquished Pharaoh's hands, drowning them all. His tender love for us continues on forever. He led his people through the wilderness. His tender love for us continues on forever. He is the one who smashed mighty kingdoms. His tender love for us continues on forever. He triumphed over powerful kings who stood in his way. His tender love for us continues on forever. He conquered Sihon, king of Amorites. His tender love for us continues on forever. He conquered the giant named Og, king of Bashan. His tender love for us continues on forever. Then he gave away their lands as an inheritance. His tender love for us continues on forever. For he handed it over to Israel, his beloved. His tender love for us continues on forever. He is the God who chose us when we were nothing. 
his tender eye for us continues on forever. All right. Amen. Amen. It's good to confess, you see. Can you see him talking about you? Yeah. His tender love for you continues. Put your hand on your chest and tell yourself that. That his tender love for me continues on forever. His tender love continues. Say it again. Personalize it. Personalize it. Mm -hmm. Two more, two more. His tender love for me continues on forever. His tender love for me continues on forever. Amen. You know, this is how the scriptures come alive unto you. And uh, look at what God went through for the Israelites who were not born from his bosom. How much more you? Now, these are scriptures that can make you stand firm. Whether you had a dream, whether somebody said anything, this is what holds. Hear me. Very soon, there is a threat of death, of declaration. Satan is the one causing that one. You'll be hearing somebody say, I had a dream and this person is dead, that, that, blah, blah. Don't be moved one inch because his tender love for you continues on forever yeah don't let the devil use his words against you you must stand you see we we're praying this dawn and i was telling them that the realms of the spirit maybe you, you might not have your eyes are not open to see what is in the spirit maybe your ears are not opened enough to hear the things of the spirit but you see these words you read are evidence of the realities of the spirit i have not seen the other side but i have an evidence of the other side so if satan says something to me from the spirit realm i will confirm with my evidence if it is not in my evidence it, it is not true the Bible says that with long life he will satisfy you. That is the evidence you have. So when somebody, let Satan appear. Look, I was telling them that even if God appears right now, boom, and makes this building go up thousand feet and comes down. Huh? And whatever he is doing does not conform to the evidence. We don't believe. Did you hear that? Because there are some of us, you allow dreams to lead your life. You allow dreams to rule your life. You believe dreams more than the word of God. You believe what people say, visions, more than the word of God. Don't ever put visions, dreams, prophecy above the word. Remember, these three things I mentioned, they are coming through man. This was inspired. This is your evidence to see into the spirit. Now all of you can see into the spirit if you can stick to the word of God. Are you with me? Yes, if you can stick to the word of God, you know what is happening in the spirit realm. And the word of God will make you, you know, firm. You will stand firm. So much so that when demons begin to throw thoughts to you, you will not believe every thought. You will not act on any thought. Because the word of God is your evidence that speaks differently. Satan can throw sickness at you. The thought of sickness. Do you believe? No. What does the word of God say? By his stripes I were healed. In other words, I was I were healed long ago before the appearance of sicknesses. So between the two, what do I choose? I choose my healing. I don't choose what I feel. And trust me, as you begin to think this way, it's gone. Because whatsoever you believe happens. Yeah. Bible says that all things are possible to them that believe. I refuse to believe that which is not. In, that's why I tell you that there are people that believe what is called spiritual marriage. But the truth is that there is nothing like that. There is nothing like that. Because I don't have an evidence. There is no evidence. It's not in the word. The day you show me in the word, I believe. 
So there are a whole lot of people. That's the reason for the today's message anyway. There are a whole lot of people who believe sad things. If you find, if you go to some churches, about 90% of the women, they will prophesy to them that they are spiritually engaged. Spiritually married. And they believe to the call. And they are praying. And when you are mani- they are manifesting, somebody will speak to them and say, I am their wife. I have, that thing hasn't happened to me before. When's the last time you ever hear spirits marry? Spirits don't get married. It's, nev- it's not in the word. Genesis chapter 6 were not spirits. They were angels that came as men. Men married women. Spirits don't marry. When I'm helping ladies with that, I don't pray for them. I tell them it's not true. Then they believe that it's gone. Because all their life they have been telling them. Then, you know, when they are praying for them, they will use oil to, on their... Then, Obwa, Obwa. Obwa. Listen, let the word of God be your evidence. If somebody says this, that, I saw that you have lost your job, I'll say I'm coming. Go and check the word. Where did I lose my job? Have an evidence. Beloved, I wish above all things. So there are scriptures that will tell you this is your evidence. Say people are plotting against you. Don't you what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 54? He says when they gather to plan against you, I the Lord, I am not part of it. And he said what their plans will not stand. Somebody says he's cursing you. The Bible says that curses without a cause will not stand. But even for that one for the Old Testament people, even that one, God says, do not stand though, because there's no cause. How much more us that Jesus took all curses? So the word of God must be your evidence. Are you with me? Otherwise, you believe everything. No. Remember, the Bible says that false prophets and false teachers have gone to the world. The most dangerous ones are not the false prophets. The most dangerous ones are the false teachers. They are the ones that will teach you and give you cancer. Because they are telling you it's in the word. The way I'm careful about you people. Because you depend on me to teach you the truth. So when I hear something, I must check it. And check it. I was correcting two, two things this, this dawn. <laughs> you know now there is a word when somebody, they said greatest of all time. They call the person goat. Do you know what goat means in the Bible? What is the, the child of a, a goat? You have been calling children. The kids are fine. My kids, I have three kids. That's like when they grow. They become stubborn. He says, sit down, they won't sit. Because goat doesn't sit. The Bible says, for unto us a child... You are a Christian. Learn the words of the Bible. Stop learning the words of the world. A man can never be the greatest of all time. A man cannot be. It is only one man, Jesus. He is the greatest of all. People think it's a, it's a new issue. It is not. It's Satan pushing an agenda. That you begin to see man as the greatest of all greatest of all times and everybody Christians are like the day you start taking this Bible seriously when you hear things you will compare I was sharing I saw a video of Donald Trump somebody said you know you are the most popular and the most whatever whatever in the US he said me not me you said the most popular and the most great the greatest one is Jesus Christ but these people you call greatest of all times they never attribute that to Jesus because they don't even know him you have made them your God. You know what all time means? Past, present, future. Don't just say things because you hear. And parents, and parents to be, stop learning what you see in movies and see my, my kids. Oh, I want to have three kids. You want to have children of goats? 
Now when you say sit down, you are saying easy. You know, go to, go to the jump. If you have a goat and a lamb, the lamb will be, the, you know, Jesus, he was attributed to the lamb. And he moved, you know, he followed. He followed. But goat, you know, jumping just one day. So that he said, oh, that's my kid. Oh, that's my kid. That's my kid. After one year, my my kid also transferred me. So he's stubborn. The Bible, the Bible, Jesus said, the goat on my left, the sheep on my right, said the goat are stubborn. They are stiff-necked. Don't learn the, learn your Bible and use it. There are better lyrics in the Bible. Goat. That's what had the vision. <laughs> in a vision, he saw a body of a goat with the head of a horse. I said, What a contrast! <laughs> you know what it means? You know what the horse, horse is a very, in the Bible, horse is a very powerful, beautiful, calm animal and the goat is a stubborn animal so you really and the goat doesn't listen if you have such a dual nature as your head wants to lead you the goat pulls you back that's what it means you realize that within you you think you are calm you are okay but you don't listen you are stubborn stubborn hearted you have a head of a horse and a body of a goat. You are we are called ghosts. <laughs> a goat and a horse. Now listen, in this in these last days, please listen to the things you hear. Don't just follow. Make sure they make sense in the word of God. Are you with me? Are you ready for UT course? <laughs> okay I'll try my best to finish up Acts chapter 20 verse 7 to 12 I'll try and stay here okay now I know you want to write but pay attention I want to show you a few words here because I'll come back and then handle them and upon the first day of the week. Say first day of the week. First day of the week. Okay. When the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Hold on. There's something that you need to know here. Now, they are gathering. It's like our gathering. But their gathering then was not to come and hear preaching. Their gathering was to come and have communion. But when they gathered to have communion, Paul preached. So there are gatherings for preaching and there are gatherings for communion. Can you see that? Now, and he said the first day of the week. Now, in the scriptures, when Jesus rose from the dead, I told you that the seventh day was swallowed up and everything became the first day. And the first day is actually the first Sunday. Today is the first day of the week. So this happened on a Sunday. And as they gathered, they gathered to have, which means that even if they don't do, they don't have communion every day, they make sure every first day of the week they break bread. And the essence of their breaking, you came here because you want to hear God's word. And this is what has been the practice. We are going to learn the scriptures. So one day we can come to church on a Sunday and what we came to do is to have communion. That is why people don't study this in the word of God. That is why we don't give place to communion. That is why we still have sick people in the churches. That is why people have not embraced the health of Christ. Because the essence of communion is three things. It is when a man dines with divinity. When a man fellowships with deity. And when a man 
appreciates, enjoys, and reflects the health, the health of divinity. What it means is that as Jesus doesn't get sick, so is your body. Can you see this? And I told you on Friday that the reason why a lot of people eat communion even today and it doesn't work in their bodies, it doesn't work on them is because the revelation about communion has been one way. The bread, the blood, the bread, the blood. It is more beyond bread and blood. The bread and blood is the foundation, but there is more beyond it. Let communion, let revelations about communion come to you so much that it looks fresh. Otherwise, you can't eat it every day. When you do it every day, it will become like norm. Communion should not, it's a holy thing. It's a holy thing that affirms your health. Can I tell you something? God does not want you to be sick and be healed. That is not the plan. It was the plan for the Old Testament people. They will be sick and then he will send his word to heal their diseases. They will be sick and he will bring his healing, uh, you know, uh, the healing in his arms so that they will be healed. But to us, it is different. We have been given everything that should prevent you from getting sick. And communion. So I told you that I don't understand who brought that one month communion. It has to be monthly. It has to be monthly. No. That is not the agenda. You are reading it. Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break. Let's do TPT. On the Sunday, we gathered to take to hear Paul preach. So the essence of the gathering was not to hear Paul preach first of all. It was to what? Take communion. Then what? It's like you guys have come here and you are having a particular program and I'm around. You want to give me three minutes? So if I had you guys are having some retreat and I'm passing by. You won't say, oh, please come and do one minute. Because you know one minute is one hour for me. See, copy God, copy God. He, he says one day is like a thousand. I, I'm not doing that. I say one hour. <laughs> so you see, we must put the scriptures in, in their place. Men are turning the things of God into their own concept and man, you know, uh, 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 yes, concepts, how things ought to be. The word of God is not supposed to be according to how you want things to be. We are supposed to conform to how things was, was done. We conform to the word. The word does not conform to us. But today, that's the order of the day. That's the order of the day. But you see, in their times, I'll show you the scripture. The Bible says that they take communion every day. Every day. Every day. Unless you don't believe what you are doing. But if you do, you realize that you are working in health. Now, working in health does not mean sickness won't try its way. But when it does, it doesn't survive. That is what happened to Paul. Serpent beat him, a viper. And the Bible says he shook it into the fire. And they were waiting for the poison to make him swell, fall, and die. But they waited from morning to evening. Because you see, the communion, the blood, contains the new covenant and in the new covenant you have received the resurrection life into your spirit God's life are you trying to tell me if you believe that the life of God is in your body how can poison survive that is why Jesus told you that go preach the word and those that will believe in my name and he said they will take off poisonous substances and it shall not hurt them and I'm telling you people have preached this in fear to tell you that if you take it like when need the home and you take it there it will harm you but if you don't know and you take it that one there you will poison knows that so poison know you are joking or you are not joking i don't know where this preaching came from jesus never said that he said when we believe we shall take a poisonous substance it will not harm you believe jesus don't believe that man of God. Believe Jesus. Understand that. Do you know Jesus? Satan came to him. Ignore him. You don't, you don't make me do things. The way that people can take things literally is amazing. But you see, he said we shall take, you know, 
scorpions, snakes, and they won't harm us. There is something in you you haven't recognized yet. The reason why I keep teaching you this is to bring your mind to what is inside. Because the whole show is what is inside. The show is not on the outside. Yesterday, we were praying. When they were praying this dawn, I came to join them. And as they were praying, I, something was happening. And I said, Oh Lord, the Lord will do it. And the Holy Spirit said, Shut up. He said, The Lord will not do anything. And he said, Do you know this is pride? He said, This is pride. That I'm saying the Lord will do it. I said, Why? He said, Have I not given you the name of Jesus? That in everything you use the name. Why are you calling the Lord to come? You are trying to say that the name of Jesus does not work. So you are calling the Lord to come and do it. When he has given you his name to use. Can you see this? He said in my name. You shall cast out devils. So why are you now calling on the Lord? Who do the casting out? Me? Yes. You. You are sick in the name of Jesus. Get out. Say, Lord, let God arise and let his enemy be scattered. That's pride. That's spiritual pride. Is it to state that the name doesn't work? I was I was here. I was stopped right here. And I said, Lord, I repent. Let me use what the word of God says. Jesus said, At the name, that's what Paul said in Philippians 2. At the name of Jesus, every knee bows. And he said, whatever you do, do it in my name. Do it in my name. And you are not doing it in his name. Oh Lord. He has given you his name. Use it. You are not happy about this. That he said, I decide when to take this. Or not. In the Old Testament, they were waiting on him to get things done. In the New Testament, he has given you the power that makes things be. So you see, you decide what time you want things. That is why today a lot of Christians are still saying in his time, he makes all things beautiful. It is as though they are waiting when he has given you his name. If I want this microphone, he said, if I want it now, in the name of Jesus, it must be now. If I will believe. It will be now. So you see, who determines your seasons and your times? You determine. You determine. Not God. Not God. This is what the church must know. If you don't believe this, you are proud. That is why Jesus came to die. Use his name. Look at it. And whatsoever, look, whatsoever ye do, in word or in deed do all do all he didn't say God will do it Jesus will come and do he said you do all in the, in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him let's see TPT, TPT let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be what drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and bring your constant praise to God, the Father, because of what Christ. So he as for him, he has done. He has finished with it for you. It is now you to start using the name, using what he has done. Are we getting a picture clear? Otherwise, you wait for God forever. Today, if he said, Let God arise, he's not rising. The coming of the of Jesus is when God arose. Today, which enemy? The enemy has been defeated. So, which one again? That enemy you are talking about has been defeated. Jesus defeated him. He made a public spectacle of him. I told you how it was like in the Greek. It's like putting chicken. You know, you put your head, your leg on the head. Before Abraham, before all the people, he made a public spectacle of him. If you want to get deeper, eh? The thumb of Satan was cut. His toe, the big one, was cut off. Now, in the, in the Bible times, the Old Testament, when you catch a king, because the king will lead them into battle, he used his arm like, his arm like this to hold the sword. 
when you cut this one, he can't hold, he can't fight. The devil we are playing, we are talking about, he doesn't have a tongue today. He cannot hold any, he can't fight. That's what the Bible says, all his powers have been stripped off him. So why are you now worrying God to rise? When he has given you his power, Lord, I need this microphone. I, I have this microphone. In the name of Jesus Christ. And then by faith, you start going for the microphone. The reason why it looks like it doesn't work because after you have said it, you don't walk by faith. You think you say it and you are waiting for it. No. We walk by faith, not by sight. I say, this is it. You want to have a baby. After you have degree, in the name of Jesus, I have two boys and a girl. In the name of Jesus, you start buying baby clothes. You start buying, you know, cots. You start painting rooms. Start giving their names. That is the evidence of your faith that you have children. Call them as though they are. That is your evidence. But you see, we ignore these things and we wait on the man of God or we wait on Jesus. Say in his time, he makes all things beautiful. No, no. That's not it. Are you with me? All right. Go back. On Sunday, we gathered together because he was planning to leave the next day. He continued speaking past. I I like this one. He said past. The King James, what did the King James say? Until, huh? So like until, no, no, it's not correct. It's past. Past means nice. I know Paul, we've met. He always like, you know, going beyond things. Yes, much more. He's a much more person. (laughs) Okay, go back to King James. Alright, now look at something here. When Paul was, when they took the communion and Paul was teaching the word, something supernatural happened. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they gathered together. Look at it in the, in the kingdom, in the, in the TPT. Say there were flick, flickerings or something. Yeah. There were many flickering lights. Do you know what it means? Like you see, sharp lights. There are many, plenty of them. What do you think it was? Angels. When you keep having communion, you receive the presence of angels. Just like when you share the word of God. Keep taking communion in your house and see the activities of angels in your room. Now, communion is an activity or a spiritual activity that takes place in the heavens. It takes place in the third, you know, story. It takes place in the third chamber. It is not something that takes place in the second chamber or the first chamber. I've told you about that. So they said they were, there were flick, many flickering, many, many. And guess what? Just be, be alert because you'll be seeing flickerings now. Uh oh, you don't like it. Sometimes when I'm sitting here, I see a lot. You see purple. It's like outline, you know, or small lights. You see it. You are not sensitive. When the word of God is coming like that, they are worshiping. Be sensitive. Sometimes you think it's your mind, imagination. It's not your imagination. They are flickering. Because angels love to come to where the word of God is. Can you see that? So the Bible says there were many flickering. Lights in the upstairs chamber. Now the Bible is clear with the term, with the words upstairs chamber, upstairs chamber where we were meeting, where we were meeting. So you do know what happens when we are meeting. There are a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. And I said, watch out. Some of you begin to see flickering now. Sometimes you think it's the light. It's not the light. It's their movement of angels. Now that's what we call the angels in their full glory. They don't allow you to see them because they are not the people of importance. They only come in to help make sure what is happening there. Yeah, there's a wind blowing. You know? It, it can come in different forms. But you must be sensitive to know that this is God. This is something that is happening. Amazing. Did Jesus not say that wherever two or more are gathered in his name? Okay. Go on. Nine. 
Okay. And there sat in a window a certain young man called Eutychus, being fallen as fallen into a deep sleep, and as Paul was long preaching, say long preaching. Long you didn't hear that. Say long preaching. What happened? He sank down with what? By the time of you, you haven't learned long. Even short, you go. <laughs> and what happened to him? He fell down from there. Okay. Go back to verse 8. And uh, King James, I want you to notice the upper chamber, the third floor, the third, third, upper, third, you know, the Bible is replete with these words. It is for a, re- a reason. During the school of the word, I would, all the five days, now it's five days, I'm going to take you through understanding the word of God. Because you see, when you look at this scripture on the face, that is the first layer of understanding the scriptures, you will focus your attention on preaching and people sleeping in church. This is what has been preached. So if you're a man of God and your people like sleeping, this is your antidote. Then you preach to them so that they won't sleep. They won't sleep. Because understanding the scriptures, the first layer is when you take the scriptures just as it is written. The fourth layer, which is the most important, is called the sword in Hebrew. That is the prophetic, that is seeing why do I say it so you get it? They are prophetic interpretations. So you begin to understand the understanding behind the words. So when you see the Bible using the word upper chamber, third, in your eyes, you will be looking at story building. But in the scriptures, it's not story building. Can you see the difference here? So you say, then let's go. So if you have communion here, it won't work. Because Jesus where he had the, the, the communion was not on the ground floor. They went to look for a story building. It was the third floor, the upper chamber. Then if you have the Holy Ghost today, it's wrong. Because the day the Holy Ghost came, they were on the third floor, the, the upper room. The upper room is the upper chamber. That is the third floor. So if you were not on the third floor when the Holy Ghost came, please, let's find a story building. Go to the third floor. And now receive the Holy... You, you, you don't understand what I mean, right? So, if it is just a mere building, why is the Holy Spirit spending time talking about third floor, third floor, upper chamber? There is a reason. The Holy Ghost doesn't mean means words. So don't miss school of the word. So he said, and there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were... Go back to verse 7 again. Let's start. So I want you to notice the third, third, third. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples gathered together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Uh-huh. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. In the upper chamber, there is a gathering. The communion, there was a gathering. When the Holy Ghost came, there was a gathering. When Paul was preaching, there was a gathering. So there must always be a gathering. There's oneness. There's gathering with one accord in the upper chamber. Can you see this? Alright. Go on. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep and as Paul was long preaching, he sank deep with sleep and fell down from the third loft. He's just talking about the upper chamber. So now, in the eyes of the scripture, according to the sword, if you look at it deeply, prophetically, the upper chamber actually stands for the heavens. You see? It stands for the heavens. It also stands for the higher place or the higher life. The higher place or the higher life. What does it mean? As we are gathered like this, sharing the word of God. No drama, no gimmicks. 
this is the life of the higher life where Jesus is preached can you see something maybe let me say this to help you out who was preaching Paul what is Paul's assignment he was the only he was the one that was giving the message of grace can you see this he was the one that was that was what Jesus said to him in the book of Acts chapter um, 9 or so when Jesus met him he said he would give this message to him so that he would speak and bring the people's hearts back and they will have a renewal of mind etc he was talking about the message of grace in 1st Corinthians chapter 10 or so Paul said that I am who I am but by the grace of God 15 is it 15 10 we are breaking the Bible down, okay? Yes, Quickly. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Now he was careful to say who I am. And his grace upon me has bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but by the grace, by the grace of God which was with me. Now Paul was the one who the grace was given to. So if you want to understand the grace of God, Go and read Paul's epistles. If you read Peter, you might see glimpses of grace, but you might not get it. Because Peter was not given the message of grace. It was Paul that was given the message of grace. So the whole book of Romans, the whole book of Ephesians, the whole book of Galatians, the whole book, even Paul's epistle speaks about the grace of God. In Ephesians 2, verse 6, he was boldly to tell you that, verse 5, that once you were dead in sin, but you have been made alive. And he said, you have been made to what? To sit with Christ. You know, he was talking about grace. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he was telling you that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. This is the message of Paul. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, he was telling you that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. In Galatians chapter 5, he was talking to you about the fact that if you don't stick to the grace, you will fall from grace. So you see, it gives you an idea of what Paul will be teaching them now. What it means is that, are you following? What it means is that the, the topic of the, of the message in that upper room, in that third chamber, was the message of grace. So when the message of grace is being preached, that is the upper room. Acts chapter 20 verse 32 I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you what? An inheritance it is called the word of his grace so Paul was teaching the message of grace if you understand this you understand why Eutychus fell Eutychus fell not because Paul was preaching long that is not the question that is not it are you with me? Yes, so note, the message of grace, the reason why a lot of men of God don't preach grace is because they have not understood the third chamber yet. See, the message of grace is not down here. The message of grace is in the third place. That's the reason why angels were there. Do you remember when we went to Apostle's place and I was teaching on grace for three days? At a point, I started glowing. In the video, you are seeing my, like, like light. That is what the message of grace does to you. When you stick to grace, you invite, because that level is like heaven. It's like the third heavens. That place, that's where you have activities of angels. In that place, that is where you have health. Health is not in the first floor. Healing and getting healed, sickness and getting healed, or being sick and getting healed is on the first floor and second floor. Prosperity is not on the first floor. It's not in the second floor. Prosperity is in the third floor, upper chamber. So the Bible says that in Solomon's temple, all he said in the third floor were garnished with gold and silver. With the second floor, that's where they sleep. The first floor, that's where the temple is. So you must have a life of the third floor where you enjoy the message of grace. And you guys should be excited about it. See, we are not many, but we are heavy. Why? Because of the message of grace. The message of grace will place you there. So there are a lot of 
men of God, there are a lot of people who have not come to the understanding of the, of the message of grace. So they will have to force the people. When the last time they called people to come to church? We don't remember. We've never called anybody to come to church. We don't do anything. But we have seen people who are hungry for the word and they keep running and keep coming. That is what the message of grace does. We don't coerce people to bring money. They are built by the word of God and they work in that prosperity. Can you see this? Hmm. So the message of grace was being preached to a set of people. But there was one, and notice the word, young man. In fact, he was not even born again. So the Bible says he was a certain. <laughs> you were sharing with me that somebody joined us some time ago. I was teaching on Ananias and Sapphira. And I said that Ananias and Sapphira were not born again. I hear the man went out to ask some of his pastor friends. He said, no, no, they were born again. So God kills born again. A lot of people still think that it was God that killed Ananias and Sapphira. Because they lied. You know, you always want to measure the word of God according to human ways. The Bible didn't say a disciple or an apostle, Ananias and his wife. He said, a certain man and a certain woman. A certain man in the spirit, you are not known. Because you don't belong to the family of God. When you belong to the family of God, we know you. We are, you are identified. So a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen to this sleep. Okay. Now go to, um, look at TPT. TPT made us understand from the Greek point, exactly where he was seated. Look at it. Sitting in an listening was a young man named Eutychus. Okay. So, imagine this window. I'm teaching you the message of grace. People are listening. But there is a certain young man who is sitting here. The window is open. There are activities going out there. How can he be focused on the message here? So, what happened to Eutychus was that he was hearing the message of grace and hearing other messages. Can you see that? Now, the other message he was listening, if you are not listening to grace, you are automatically listening to law. And when grace and law mix together, what does it produce? Death. So as Paul's sermon dragged on, Eutychus became drowsy. That's what happens to you. A little of, a little of, you become drowsy. I was telling Stella that one day I'll just leave you guys and say, this month, no church. Go visit other churches. Go and chop small law. Now listen, I'm not saying some ministries are not preaching grace. But they are not preaching grace in its fullest. Sometimes they are afraid for God. I can, I can boldly tell you that if you sin today, you are still going to heaven as born again. They can't say it. They can't say it. So they will tell you that the Bible says that he does that he that is born of God does not continually. That's the difference. That is not to say I am encouraging sin. Because there are a whole lot of scriptures that tell me when a man sin on earth, it has nothing to do with your nature. But it will affect you on the earth. You will not be able to enjoy the fullest of everything God has for you. But your soul is already anchored. You are already a citizen of heaven. You are already seated on the right hand of, the, of God. There are a lot of scriptures that tell you that you are there. And for you, 
to lose your salvation is the most difficult thing you can ever do. And I showed you Hebrews 6. Till date, if you are in this room and you still have confused, you are confused about this. Maybe you have not been listening to us well. You are drowsy. The next time I hear you, you are going to fall. Yeah. Can you see this? There are some great stuff you can't say. You can't say, especially when it comes to sin. People don't continue the scripture. They only get to a point and they leave it. Like Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh-huh. But I say, don't wait. They don't, they don't study you. Because when you look at the scripture, there's no full stop. In the in the in the King James not Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Night at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Frenessis service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510080. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed in the name, victory in the name.